Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of Course in Miracles original edition published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link to top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also at that website, there is a tab called Lessons Sign Up, where you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email that includes both the lesson for the day as well as our text reading. Uh, today we are continuing, actually completing, Chapter 16, The Forgiveness of Illusions, with Section 8, The End of Illusions. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 186. Salvation of the world depends on me. And by way of opening this morning, I'm just really, really happy to share this poem uh, from a poet I haven't, I don't think, talked about before. His name is Sam Yao, Y-A-U, and he writes poetry for the soul. This poem is called The Inner Garden. There was a time you worried people would not be kind and life would deal you a bad hand. There is a garden inside of you. You are a soul caretaker. You can plant flowers of love. You can sow seeds of wisdom. When your garden is safe, your world is safe. When it is beautiful, your world is beautiful. When it is peaceful, you become a peacemaker. Your happiness comes from within. No one can take it away from you. When you are full inside, you see the half full in the world and feel it. You see the best in others, so they show their best to you. People will be drawn to you. Events will coalesce into what you envision. Your outer journey takes you to the four corners of the earth. Your inner one traverses across the universe. Tend your garden well. Live inside out. The world you experience is within you. Salvation of the world depends on Amen. Oh, love that. Thank you. Beautiful. Wow. The excellent poem. Yeah. The, uh, I've lost my screen, but I'm sure I'll be able to find it again. Uh, so if everyone would mute, mute their phones when they're not speaking, and I know they are muted, I just can't see them right now. <laughs> Uh, but I'll fix that as we go along. Anyway, I'll get us started in The Forgiveness of Illusions, Section 8, The End of Illusions. It is impossible to let the past go without relinquishing the special relationship. For the special relationship is an attempt to reenact the past and change it. Imagine slights, remembered pain, past disappointments, perceived injustices and deprivations all enter into the special relationship, which becomes a way in which you seek to restore your wounded self-esteem. What basis would you have for choosing a special partner without the past? 
Every such choice is made because of something so-called evil in the past to which you cling and for which you must and for which must someone else atone. Friends. Chapter 16, Forgiveness of Illusions, Section 8, The End of Illusions, and Paragraph 70. It is impossible to let the past go without relinquishing the special relationship. For the special relationship is an attempt to reenact the past and change it. Imagine slights remembered pain, past disappointments, perceived injustices, and deprivations all enter into the special relationship, <clears throat> excuse me, which becomes a way in which you seek to restore your wounded self-esteem. What basis would you have for choosing a special partner without the past? Every such choice is made because of something quote-unquote evil in the past to which you cling and for which must someone else atone. 71. The special relationship takes vengeance on the past. By seeking to remove suffering in the past, it overlooks the present in its preoccupation with the past and its total commitment to it. No special relationship is experienced in the present. Shades of the past envelop it and make it what it is. It has no meaning in the present, and if it means nothing now, it cannot have any real meaning at all. How can you change the past except in fantasy? And who can give you what you think the past deprived you of? The past is nothing. Do not seek to lay the blame for deprivation on it, for the past is gone. You cannot really not let go what has already gone. It must be, therefore, that you are maintaining the illusion that it is not gone because you think it serves some purpose that you want fulfilled. And it must also be that this purpose could not be fulfilled in the present, but only in the past. Thank you, Fran. And Donna. Seventy-one. The special relationship takes vengeance on the past by seeking to remove suffering in the past. It overlooks the present in its preoccupation with the past and its total commitment to it. No special relationship is experienced in the present. Shades of the past envelop it and make it what it is. It has no meaning in the present, and it means nothing now. It cannot have any real meaning at all. How can you change the past except in fantasy? And who can give you what you think the past deprived you of? The past is nothing. Do not seek to lay the blame for deprivation on it, for the past is gone. You cannot really not let go what has already gone. It must be, therefore, that you are maintaining the illusion that it is not gone because you think it serves some purpose that you want fulfilled. And it must also be able, and it must also be this purpose 
could not be fulfilled in the present, but only in the past. 72. Do not underestimate the intensity of the ego's drive for vengeance on the past. It is completely savage and completely insane, for the ego remembers everything that you have done which offended it and seeks retribution of you. The fantasies it brings to the special relationship it, cho- it chooses in which to act out its hate, the fantasies it brings to the special relationship it chooses in which to act out its hate are fantasies of your destruction. So the ego holds the past against you. And in your escape from the past, it sees itself deprived of the vengeance it believes that you so justly merit. Yet without your alliance in your own destruction, the ego could not hold you to the past. Thank you, Donna. And Karen. 72. Do not underestimate the intensity of the ego's drive for vengeance on the past. It is completely savage and completely insane. For the ego remembers everything that you have done which offended it and seeks retribution of you. The fantasies it brings to the special relationship it chooses in which to act out its hate are fantasies of your destruction. For the ego holds the past against you, and in your escape from the past, it sees itself deprived of the vengeance it believes that you so justly merit. Yet without your alliance in your own destruction, the ego could not hold you to the past. 73. In the special relationship, you are allowing your destruction to be. That this is insane is obvious. But what is less obvious to you is that the present is useless to you while you pursue the ego's goal as its ally. The past is gone. Seek not to preserve it in the special relationship which binds you to it and would teach you that salvation is past and that you must return to the past to find salvation. There is no fantasy which does not contain the dream of retribution for the past. Would you act out the dream or let it go? Thank you, Karen. And Robin Marie. Seventy-three. In the special relationship, you are allowing your destruction to be. That this is insane is obvious. But what is less obvious to you is that the present is useless to you while you pursue the ego's goal as its ally. The past is gone. Seek not to preserve it in the special relationship which binds you to it 
and would teach you that salvation is past and that you must return to the past to find salvation. There is no fantasy which does not contain the dream of retribution for the past. Would you act out the dream or let it go? 74. In this special relationship, it does not seem to be an acting out of vengeance which you seek. And even when the hatred and the savagery break briefly through into awareness, the illusion of love is not profoundly shaken. Yet the one thing which the ego never allows to reach awareness is that the special relationship is the acting out of vengeance on yourself. What else could it be? Special relationship, you look not for glory, glory in yourself. You have denied that it is there, and the relationship becomes your substitute for it. And vengeance becomes your substitute for atonement, and the escape from vengeance becomes your loss. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Jessica. Thanks. 74. In the special relationship, it does not seem to be an acting out of vengeance which you seek. And even when the hatred and the savagery break briefly through into awareness, the illusion of love is not profoundly shaken. Yet the one thing which the ego never allows to reach awareness is that the special relationship is the acting out of vengeance on yourself. But what else could it be? In seeking the special relationship, you look not for glory in yourself. You have denied that it is there, and the relationship becomes your substitute for it. And vengeance becomes your substitute for atonement, and the escape from vengeance becomes your loss. 75. Against the ego's insane notion of salvation, the Holy Spirit gently lays the holy instant. We said before that the Holy Spirit must teach through comparison and uses opposites to point to truth. The holy instant is the opposite of the ego's fixed belief in salvation through vengeance for the past. I'm just going to read that again. The holy instant is the opposite of the ego's fixed belief in salvation through vengeance for the past. In the holy instant, it is accepted that the past is gone, And with its passing, the drive for vengeance has been uprooted and has disappeared. The stillness and the peace of now enfolds you in perfect gentleness. Everything is gone except the truth. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jessica. And would there be a new reader for 75 and 76? Oh, I'm all in. Thank you, Lori. Thanks. Thanks, Judy. Against the ego's insane notion of salvation 
the Holy Spirit gently lays the holy instant. We said before that the Holy Spirit must teach through comparisons and uses opposites to point to truth. The holy instant is the opposite of the ego's fixed belief in salvation through vengeance for the past. In the holy instant, it is accepted that the past is gone, 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 gone. (laughs) And with its passing, the drive for vengeance has been uprooted and has disappeared. The stillness and the peace of now enfold you in perfect gentleness, and everything is gone except the truth. For a time, you may attempt to bring illusions into the holy instant to hinder your full awareness of the complete difference in all respects between your experience of truth and illusions. Yet you will not attempt this for long. In the holy instant, the power of the Holy Spirit will prevail because you joined Him. The illusion you bring with you will weaken the experience of Him for a while and will prevent you from keeping the experience in your mind. Yet the holy instant is eternal, and your illusions of time will not prevent the timeless from being what it is, nor you from experiencing it as it is. I'm sorry. I said thank you, Judy. And would there be another new reader for 76 and 77? This is Sandra. I can read. Thank you, Sandra. 76. For a time, you may attempt to bring illusions into the holy instant to hinder your full awareness of the complete difference in all respects between your experience of truth and illusion. Yet you will not attempt this long. In the holy instant, the power of the Holy Spirit will prevail because you joined him. The illusions you bring with you will weaken the experience of him for a while and will prevent you from keeping the experience in your mind. Yet the holy instant is eternal, and your illusions of time will not prevent the timeless from being what it is, nor you from experiencing it as it is. 77. What God has given you is truly given and will be truly received. For God's gifts have no reality apart from your receiving them. Your receiving completes his giving. Your receiving completes his giving. 
you will receive because it is his will to give. He gave the holy instant to be given you, and it is impossible that you receive it not, because he gave it. When he willed that the Son be free, his Son was free. In the holy instant is his reminder that his Son will always be exactly as he was created. And everything the Holy Spirit teaches teaches you is to remind you that you have received what God has given you. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. And would there be another new reader for 77 and 78? Okay, back to you, friend. 77. What God has given you is truly given and will be truly received. For God's gifts have no reality apart from your receiving them. Your receiving completes his giving. You will receive because it is his will to give. He gave the holy instant to be given you, and it is impossible that you receive it not, because he gave it. When he willed that his son be free, his son was free. And the holy instant is his reminder that his son will always be exactly as he was created. And everything the Holy Spirit teaches you is to remind you that you have received what God has given you. 78. There is nothing you can hold against reality. All that must be forgiven are the illusions you have held against your brothers. Their reality has no past, and only illusions can be forgiven. God holds nothing against anyone, for he is incapable of illusions of any kind. Release your brothers from the slavery of their illusions by forgiving them for the illusions which you perceive in them. Thus will you learn that you have been forgiven, for it is you who offered them illusions. In the holy instant, this is done for you in time to bring to you the true condition of heaven. Thank you, Fran. And Donna. 78. There is nothing you can hold against reality. All that must be forgiven are the illusions you have held against your brothers. Their reality has no past, and only illusion can be forgiven. Illusion, and only illusions can be forgiven. God holds nothing against anyone for he is incapable of illusions of any kind. Release your brothers from the slavery of their illusions by forgiving them of the illusions which you perceive in them. Thus will you learn that you have been forgiven, for it is you who offered them illusions. In the holy instant, this is done for you in time to bring you to true to the true condition of heaven. 79. Remember that you are always, that you, remember 
that you always choose between truth and illusion, between the real atonement, which would heal the ego's atonement, which would destroy the power of God and all his love without limit will support you as you seek only your place in the plan of atonement arising from his love. Be an ally of God and not the ego in seeking how atonement can come to you. His help suffices for his messenger understands how to restore the kingdom to you and to place all your investment in salvation in your relationship with him. Thank you, Donna. And Karen. 79. Remember that you always choose between truth and illusion, between the real atonement, which would heal, and the ego's quote-unquote atonement, which would destroy. The power of God and all his love, without limit, will support you as you seek only your place in the plan of atonement arising from his love. Be an ally of God and not to the ego in seeking how atonement can come to you. His help suffices, for his messenger understands how to restore the kingdom to you and to place all your investment in salvation in your relationship with him. 80. Seek and find his message in the holy instant where all illusions are forgiven. From there, the miracle extends to bless everyone and to resolve all problems, be they perceived as great or small, possible or impossible. There is nothing that will not give place to him and to his majesty. To join in close relationship with him is to accept relationships as real and through their reality to give over all illusions for the reality of your relationship with God. Can I read that again? To join in close relationship with him is to accept relationships as real and through their reality give over all illusions for the reality of your relationship with God. Praise be to your relationship with him and to no other. The truth lies here and nowhere else. You choose this or nothing. Thank you, Carrie and Robin Marie. Eighty, seek and find his message in the holy instant where all illusions are forgiven. From there, the miracle extends to bless everyone and to resolve all problems, be they perceived as great or small, possible or impossible. There is nothing that will not give place to him 
and to his majesty. To join in close relationship with him is to accept relationships as real and through their reality to give over all illusions for the reality of your relationship with God. Praise be to your relationship with him and to no other. The truth lies here and nowhere else. You choose this or nothing. 81. Forgive us our illusions, Father, and help us to accept our true relationship with you in which there are no illusions and where none can ever enter. Our holiness is yours. What can there be in us that needs forgiveness when yours is perfect? The sleep of forgetfulness is only the unwillingness to remember your forgiveness and your love. Let us not wander into temptation, for the temptation of the Son of God is not your will. And let us receive only what you have given and accept but this into the minds which you created and which you love. Amen. Thank you, Robert Marie um, and Jessica. Thank you. Forgive us our illusions, Father, and help us to accept our true relationship with you in which there are no illusions and where none can ever enter. Our holiness is yours. What can there be in us that needs forgiveness when yours is perfect? The sleep of forgetfulness is only the unwillingness to remember your forgiveness and your love. Let us not wander into temptation, for the temptation of the Son of God is not your will. And let us receive only what you have given and accept but this into the minds which you created and which you love. Amen. Thank you, Jessica. And is there anyone that would like to read that prayer again? This is Sandra. Go ahead, sister. Sandra and Judy. Oh, let's let's both do it. Let's both do it. Go ahead. Forgive us our illusions, Father, and help us to accept our true relationship with you, in which there are no illusions and where none can ever enter. Our holiness is yours. What can there be in us that needs forgiveness when yours is perfect? The sleep of forgetfulness is only the unwillingness to remember your forgiveness is only the unwillingness to remember your forgiveness and your love. Let me not wander into temptation, for the temptation of the Son of God is not your will. And let me receive only what you have given and accept but this into the mind which you created, which you love. Amen. 
Thank you, Sandra. And come ahead, Judy. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Sandra. This is from Chapter 16, The Forgiveness of Illusions, from the subchapter, The End of Illusions. And the prayer, here it goes. Forgive us our illusions, Father, and help us to accept our true relationship with you, in which there are no illusions, and where none can ever enter. Our holiness is yours. What can there be in us that needs forgiveness when yours is perfect? The sleep of forgetfulness is only the unwillingness to remember your forgiveness and your love. Let us not wander into temptation, for the temptation of the Son of God is not your will. And let us receive only what you have given and accept but this into the minds which you created and which you love. Amen. Thank you, Judy. Anyone else that would enjoy repeating that prayer? Um... We can't hear it too often. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone, who read this morning from this beautiful section, The End of Illusions. And I think only to highlight that prayer as well as the basis for it in paragraph 79 and 80. The power of God and all his love without limit will support you as you seek only your place in the plan of atonement arising from his love. Be an ally of God and not the ego in seeking how atonement can come to you. His help suffices for his messenger understands how to restore the kingdom to you and to place all your investment in salvation in your relationship with him. Seek and find his message in the holy instant where all illusions are forgiven. From there, the miracle extends to bless everyone and to resolve all problems, be they perceived as great or small, possible or impossible. There is nothing that will not give place to him and to his majesty. To join in close, real relationship with him is to accept relationships as real and through their reality to give over all illusions for the reality of your relationship with God. Praise be to your relationship with him and to no other. The truth lies here and nowhere else. You choose this or nothing. Amen. And let's see here. Um, I think um, I think right now would be a perfect place uh, to pause and reflect on what is salvation and how my place in it. 
is important uh, with our lesson today. So I'll turn it over to you, Fran, and thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Hi, everybody. We are in the still in the first part of the workbook, and the section we're on is Lessons 181 to 200. Today's lesson is Lesson 186, Salvation of the World Depends on Me. I shall read some from the first paragraph of the introduction. Our next few lessons make a special point of firming up your willingness to make your weak commitment strong, your scattered goals blend into one intent. You are not asked for total dedication all the time as yet, but you are asked to practice now in order to attain the sense of peace such unified commitment will bestow, if only intermittently. And now we'll go over to the lesson. I'll read some from this and then we'll do our five-minute practice on the lesson. Salvation of the world depends on me. Here is the statement that will one day take all arrogance away from every mind. Here is the thought of true humility, which holds no function as your own, but that which has been given you. Let us not fight our function. We did not establish it. It is not our idea. What is given us to do, we have the strength to do. Today's idea may seem quite sobering until you see its meaning. All it says is that your father still remembers you and offers you the perfect trust he holds in you who are his son. Today we will not shrink from our assignment. All false humility we lay aside today that we may listen to God's voice reveal to us what he would have us do. Arrogance makes an image of yourself that is not real. It is this image which quails and retreats in terror as the voice for God assures you that you have the strength, the wisdom, and the holiness to go beyond all images. You are not weak, as is the image of yourself. You are not ignorant and helpless. And so we find our peace. We will accept the function that God has given us, for all illusions rest upon the weird belief that we can make another for ourselves. Our very being seems to change as we experience a thousand shifts in mood and our emotions raise us high indeed or dash us to the ground in hopelessness. These unsubstantial images will go and leave your mind unclouded and serene when you accept the function given you. Do as his voice directs, and if it asks a thing of you that seems impossible, remember who it is that asks. His gentle voice is calling from the known to the unknown. Forgiveness is an earthly form of love, which as it is in heaven, has no form. Yet what is needed here is given here as it is needed. In this form, you can fulfill your function even here, although what love will mean to you when formlessness has been restored to your 
to you is greater still. Salvation of the world depends on you who can forgive. Such is your function here. Now we will do our five-minute practice on Lesson 186. Salvation of the world depends on me.
Here is the statement that will one day take all arrogance away from every mind. Lesson 186. Salvation of the world depends on me. Amen. Amen. It's beautiful. Thank you, Fran. I loved every bit you included. Thank you. Salvation of the world depends on me. Uh, earlier this morning, when I did, when I was doing this alone, I just kept feeling um, like yesterday's opening, softening and softening to being receptive to the Holy Spirit, and opening to my natural state and to God's extension through me and. I just kept focusing on that and focusing on that, and I used um, repeating the name of God to go into the silence. And it felt like when I get to that place where I'm not contracted and all my ego blocks are dissolving and I'm in this place where God extends through me, then I'm in in that place that holy instant place, coming to really uh, experience that place with my eyes open as I walk through the world, um, it felt like that was the uh, inspired, intuitive understanding of what this could mean in my world now. You know, I'm not out there being a teacher and I'm not in the world a lot where I interact with a lot of people. But even though I'm not, if I could just be a conduit for the holiness and, um, you know, everything I look upon or think upon or interact with would be blessed by the holiness. If I look on a tree, my mind would be filled with the Holy Spirit and blessed the tree. If I had a thought of a person, then that energy would go out to help them. And then I thought of the context of yesterday's reading, which is um, standing at the bridge. Um, when we cross over the bridge, and that transition of perspective is the same thing. It's when you look at the drop, you know, that we can be the salvation of the world and take a brother across the bridge or lead a brother to the bridge. Um, and now I just want to touch the reading for a second because I, when I read this yesterday, I read ahead yesterday and I got to the first paragraph that it's impossible um, to let go of the past without relinquishing special relationships. I just, you know, those are, this is one of those readings that I just feel like, oh my God, if only psychology could understand this, you know, 
I mean, how much as being trained as a therapist, I thought that I had to go back into the past to find salvation instead of understanding that the past is nothing and I have to come into the, to the holy instant. I have to come into the presence of the holiness in the now, the clarity, the purity of the now to be free of the past instead of the opposite. And um, I thought a lot about my last uh, significant relationship, special relationship, romantic relationship. And oh my God, I was, I was really trying to heal my father relationship. I was healing, trying to go back and get vengeance on my mother relationship. I mean, it was all over the place. The ego was really in control all the time. And, and just the idea that, that if, um, we can't choose what basis would you have for choosing a special partner without the past. <laughs> that was so true for me. Um, this is just such a healing thing. I could say a lot more, but I don't want to keep going. But I just wanted to um, read this that last prayer in uh, paragraph 81, Forgive Us Our Illusions, Father. I wrote um, this last year when we read it. Dear God, forgive us our illusions. Help us accept our relationship with you. Your holiness is ours. May the holy instant release the past. The holy instant unfolds me in peace and holiness of now. And the past is gone. I'm complete. Oh, that was a beautiful translation. Thank you, Karen. Thank thank you for sharing your experience. Good morning. This is Sandra. And uh, thanks for sharing your process, Karen. I, I can very much relate to it. And salvation of the world depends on me accepting God's plan for salvation for me. And God's plan for salvation for me is to is for me to define myself the way God defines me. To see myself the way God sees me. Not the way my parents saw me or my brothers or my sisters or my children or my grandchildren, or anybody. (laughs) It's to accept God's plan for my salvation, which is to allow God to define who I am. And, you know, when I do that, I'm just so blissed out and thankful that I can have that relationship, and it doesn't matter what's going on on the horizontal plane. It doesn't matter. I can tap into that relationship between myself and my creator anytime I choose. And I can define myself the way my creator defines me anytime I choose. And I can be so grateful for what is anytime I choose. I'm complete. 
Thank you. I have a. Oh, this is Yeah, I have a really strange share, but it's not that strange. (laughs) It's about forgiving myself. I got this. I have been using a really old stainless steel coffee mug to get my coffee at the A-frame, which I do before the call, and my oatmeal. I get some oatmeal, but the the cup. I decided, well, you know, it really is time for me to get a new one. And so I went to the local store and I bought a really nice coffee cup and it has a lid, had a lid. And then that weekend, which was last, not this weekend, but before, I lost the coffee cup. (laughs) And I don't know, I usually don't take it out of my car. So I took it out and I left it somewhere, either when I was washing my hands in the bathroom or who knows what happened to it. And I was like, so unforgiving of myself. I was like, you are an idiot. That cost you almost $26 and you lost it within the week. You were so, you know, what is the deal with you? Why isn't your mind working? And then I, and then uh, the other day I woke up and I said, you know what? God forgives me. I should start forgiving myself. And I bought the same coffee cup and I'm, I'm saying, and if someone found that other one, I can give it away. <laughs> so that's my little forgiveness story. I had not realized until then how very hard I am on myself sometimes. Thanks for listening. Oh, thank you, Robin Marie. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Robin Marie. Thank you, Robin I love that story. Thank you. Thank you, Robin Marie. morning, guys. It's Jude. I had um, a couple things occurred to me. The first time I did the lesson um, this morning, um, an old, an old um, undoing process of forgiveness um, came to me. And um, the old process was in doing the 12 steps and um, the making of amends. And uh, I think all the all the discussion about um, crossing the bridge is what made it reoccur to me that um, making amends with people by asking their forgiveness, asking what it was that I did wrong, that what did I do to hurt them, and attempting to make restitution 
or um, make an attempt to restore the loving nature of the relationship. And um, <clears throat> that process really revealed to me that that um, God's will is my will, um, that we all want to be happy, we all want to be at peace, and that we all want to share um, love and encouragement and not make anyone else happy. You know that... You know, that we all share that same common interest as one in soul and spirit and mind. And um, then the, the second thing that came to me was, um, who is the me in, the, in, the, um, in the, um, the title of the lesson? The salvation of the world depends upon me. And in reading the lesson, and thank you, Fran, for your lovely way of doing it, so we can share the lesson together. I love the way you do it, um, and I love sharing it with you all. It strengthens and makes more powerful and real these ideas to me. I feel it. I experience that. That's why I keep coming. But the idea that um, the me, the Judy me, isn't the one who is in charge of or has the responsibility for or has to think about or figure out what the salvation of the world is. (laughs) And um, two, in looking at, you know, the reading reading of the text, um, the forgiveness of illusions, that, you know, I forgive myself, I forgive myself what I think I made of myself, all the things that I think I've done wrong, that I've said, and even thought that I've thought wrong wrong thoughts, wrong um, speech, wrong actions, um, and going to right, right thoughts and right speech and right actions. Um, again, uniting my will with God's and seeing the fruits of that, um, the fruits of the Spirit. But um, in letting um, what appear, the appearance, what seems to be, and um, the temporal changing things that illusions are made of, the mirages, the images, the signs and the symbols that differentiate and distinguish the parts from the whole, that everything that appears, including my thoughts that change, my feelings that change, my body that change, and everyone else's bodies and everything else in the world that is temporal and changing, um, as it appears to me that I can look upon it and not judge it, stand back, and in my innocence, a declaration of innocence, of our innocence, um, look upon it and see it in me, as in me, as a part of me. So it, it's not looking to or at the world anymore. It's looking at it's in me now. And then it, after it's forgiven, what comes to me is that you, unicity and sameness and the joy of being whole and complete by it, and the world becomes as me. It, the world is first appears to me, then in me, and then as me. So the salvation of the world from the mini-me to the real me, which restores me to the awareness of 
my true self, my capital me. And that's how I save it. I save it from the mini-me. <laughs> and I realized that I think that came from the first part of what came to me this morning about making amends because when I did my amends, we're supposed to make a list of the people that we hurt and then flip the coin and um, ask them for forgiveness. And what came to me was that I had acted selfishly and self-centeredly to just about everybody in the whole world, my whole life. I just simply wasn't aware of it. And um, so it became an exercise, a practice in selflessness to always um, forget myself in order to find the truth of myself. Ergo, there I go. Thanks for being here and um, helping me to express something that's in my heart this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Good morning, Ms. Harrison. Uh, it's been great listening to all of you today. Really, very, very helpful. The course's definition of forgiveness uh, has resonated throughout all of the shares. What I thought my brother did to me did not occur. And when I applied that uh, universally, what I thought happened did not occur. It's, it's training my mind to understand and accept that all of my experience as a body is an illusory experience. And all of my quote-unquote brothers and sisters experiences their behavior um, how I perceive what they're doing is all illusory. The only thing that is true is that we are thoughts of God. We are ideas in the mind of God. And we share all of the attributes of God. There is no such thing as evil. 
There is no such thing as a tax. It can't occur. We are incapable of being hurtful or harmful or being hurt or being harmed. It cannot be. And that is the state of mind, the state of our existence that I believe the Course is trying to get us to. And we can demonstrate that to the world. That's how we save the world. By simply demonstrating who we are as God created us. And every living thing in the world is more than capable of accepting that idea. I'm complete. Beautiful, Harrison. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. Ooh, truth, truth or illusion? Only illusions attack and defend, and only um, illusions um, need forgiveness. The final illusion. Forgiveness is the final illusion. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Um, I think it's interesting in 81 of the reading today that we ask uh, Father not to let us wander into temptation for the temptation of the Son of God is not your will. And that does remind us that it is our great joy to be aware that we can be tempted and that that would be our ego tempting us and that we are awake and we are aware of that. Thank you. Thank you, Robin Marie. Thank you, Robin Marie. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Factor, it says temptation is merely the um, the thought to perceive ourselves as something we're not, and it, this goes right along with what Harrison shared that we perceive ourselves as a body when what we are is unperceivable. It's formlessness itself, and you know that's 
you know, past complete and total forgiveness of the illusion before we can come to that state of complete honesty and complete lack of self-deceit about who it is we think we are and who it, and what we identify ourselves with as the truth of us. So it's vigilance for the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. I just want to say, too, I, I want to thank Karen for her share because um, the Course in Miracles readings are going right along with what she said Bring, and what Robin Marie just shared, that we are awake and consciously aware that we're having this this human bodily form experience, but it, it never negates or um, can cover up or hide our true loving awareness of, of, of our reality, which is pr- present always here and now. And um, it's really the time trick that we get lost in the past or in forwarding into the future where our minds get lost in um, um, regret or remorse or vengeance or guilt or, you know, that fear, that that fear is always future-based. What if, what if, Um, and if only. um, So the time of the holy instant is always now and always the holy rolling instant is constant transcendental, limitless transcendental awareness and the creative power of the mind to create love within this world, heaven on earth. That is what the mind is, limitless transcendental awareness and creative power. I read it in the course. (laughs) And I'm trying it on for size. (laughs) I'm complete. Thank you. So true. <laughs> Thank you. I love that phrase, trying it on for size. Trying it on for size. That's such a that's such a powerful phrase. Um and and I think it's um I think it's a, a divine encouragement to see if what I'm telling you is the truth. You know, and what is life? What is life? But trying to, um, no, not even trying, accepting the truth of what the Holy Spirit says and seeing if it works. There's a, a section in the book called The Test of Truth where he encourages us to do that. Take, take this, take this, and see if what I'm telling you isn't the truth. You know, the same lesson, this lesson today invites the same thing. Listen to the voice that's speaking to you, the unknown, from the known. And take this idea and see how it works. That's uh, right-minded thinking. That's miracle working. That's light working. Um, So that's a beautiful phrase, Judy. I'm glad you used it. I'm complete. Thank you, Lori. 
Yeah, the eternal size is a mind-blowing thing, huh? (laughs) I loved it, too. Bye, guys. Bye, Robin Marie. Have a beautiful day. Have a great day. You, too. Blessings to you. Thanks. Thanks. I was thinking about forgiveness and miracle-mindedness and salvation and um, how we're with and for each other in time and how timelessness, the holy instant, is beyond time where we recognize our true self and um, that um, forgiveness is needed here and forgiveness and miracles are correction for my mind, no one else's, and that that um, I have to be aware that it's my mind that needs salvaging, that needs to be uh, mended, needs to be changed, that I need to look upon the world as holy and innocent and without, completely without any judgment at all and just to see the holiness and the unicity of the state of grace in it and um, to hold that in my heart. I think you are complete. Thanks, Jenny. I just want to say one more thing, and then I'll be quiet. The um, thing that um, Harrison, you shared about there is no evil in the world, there's no guilt in the world that I don't project on it, um, and that that's within me, and I think that's been made perfectly clear to me that um, the conflict, the hate, the judgment, the guilt is something that I need to be corrected of um, and um, that I don't see any guilt in the world or any blame in the world um, when I let all of that go within me. And um, the one line that really helped me with that is that I never hate my brother for his or sister for their sins, I hate them for mine. And to recognize the slightest irritation is the same as a murderous rage. And to be that diligent, um, vigilant for the um, transcendental awareness of the power of the mind and, and the power of the mind to project a world that sees, can see in two completely different ways. It really is meaningful totally total meaning total purpose um god's meaning god's purpose not a selfish self-centered one okay that's all the end thank you this is all thank you thank you judy good morning ida good morning nice to hear you all um when I jumped back in, Judy, you were saying, the conflict, the hate, the whatever, whatever. And I'm like, oh, you mean that's what I've been experiencing in my life? Ha, ha, ha. But, yeah, I, I have experienced plenty of all that stuff. But I didn't know that, you know, for a long time, really, at least as a child, because 
when I was a teenager, I did experience conflict with my family and stuff, but, you know, I was a good little girl, so <laughs> I didn't even know when I got angry at my sister for breaking all my brand new 64 Crayola crayons and all that kind of stuff, you know. I didn't even know I was angry. I know, I think I threw my, my stuffed animal at her, so maybe I did know something. She threw one back. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I, even as an adult, I've had to learn to feel it consciously, like the old, uh, the old teacher, John Gray, said, um, I went to a seminar a couple times in the late 80s, early 90s, back around D.C., um, what you feel, you can heal, which is kind of like AA and everybody says, you know, too. If you don't realize it's there, you cannot heal it. So, yay for us realizing it's there so we can heal it. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, thank you Ida. Yeah, thank you, Ida. So now, hi. This is Yogi Chris. Just want to say hi. Sorry, seems like I stepped over someone. Hi, Yogi Chris. Good morning, Chris. Hi. So um, now, when I can, you guys hear me? Yes, Ida. Okay, I, I didn't know because I got into that thing about to join to the sub-conference, so I had to come back. But um, I had to come back to you guys as well and say, now when I feel the hate for, let's say, I, something somebody, I think that somebody had done that's horrible, um, that is to me or to the whole world, um, I feel it how? I feel it like strong, not hidden anymore. Immediately I feel it. So I can apply forgiveness, apply the forgiveness prayers from from the Holy Spirit and Jesus which are in the course and all that kind of really good stuff. Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ada. Yogi Chris, I want to tell you, you've been so kind to me and answering my call that time and uh, with some real good words of wisdom. And I wanted to call you back, but I uh, got, uh, what's the word? I got admitted to the hospital a few days later. 
uh, and was there for nine days. So I kind of uh, I kind of got lost the habit or didn't make a habit of calling you. So anyway, thanks again, Uncle Sweet. You're welcome, Aida. So my best advice for everybody right now is that rough things are going to continue to appear to happen in this world. Very rough things, emotionally, weather-like, the weather, um, violence, um, war, you know, wars or rumors of wars and all that kind of stuff uh, that we really don't want to have happen in our world. Of course, the world is in our minds and we just have to get back to that. I'm speaking mostly to myself here to get back to that whenever I think, oh, my God, it's a horrible world. Who did all these things, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, vote for who you want to, you think is best and, and do all that stuff too, but also keep clear on the inside and you have, you will see a different world, a better world. And I will too. Thank you. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Hello, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. I've been um, I've been looking um, in this reading, find the word trust, uh, but the specific word isn't isn't used. Instead, he, he tells us in paragraph seventy-seven. What God has given you is truly given and will be truly received. For God's gifts have no reality apart from your receiving them. Your receiving completes his giving. You will receive because it is his will to give. He gave the holy instant to be given you and it is impossible that you receive it not because he gave it. When he willed that his son be free, his son was free. In the holy instant is his reminder that his son will always be exactly as he was created. And everything the Holy Spirit teaches you to, is to remind you that you have received what God has given you. I'm thinking of that chapter, I believe it's chapter 21, where he says, Do I 
want to see what I denied? Do I want to see what I denied? Because it, because it is the truth. I want to see what I deny because it is the truth. That's forgiveness uh, for me. That's um, the marvelous receipt of the miracle when I withdraw my illusions. Do I want to see what I denied because it is the truth? And speaking of denial, um, this lesson is pregnant with that word denial. I've denied my strength and accepted weakness. I've denied reality and um, and not accepted the truth of the magnitude of God's Son. It's arrogant, he says, to deny that. I know better than God. Um, and I, I remember so clearly the first time it isn't the first time in this book that we've seen salvation of the world depends on me. Salvation is my function as the light of the world. Remember that one? Um, the um, <laughs> the phrase itself, salvation of the world depends on me, is like walking into a mind bend to the ego. Um, but to the Son of God... It uh, speaks of, just like the opening this morning, this inner garden that I need to uh, sow seeds of love and forgiveness in. I, I think and I believe when I think I'm in a body that there is a world outside of me. The problem with this world outside of me is that the ego has created a situation where I deny or doubt or resist or any number of other things I do uh, with my separate mind. that prevents me from seeing the truth. He calls it illusion. Um, I've been trained to call it sin. Uh, I've been trained in my personal life, in my personal history, um, to think sin is uh, an irredeemable condition of, uh, of man. You know? Um, original sin uh, in the church is really easy to believe in uh, because it preaches that. But all of the world, based on the idea of the meanings that I gave things, all of it, all of it is illusion. The first 20 or 25 lessons in the workbook emphasize two things. I think I'm in a body, and from this frame of reference, I've given meaning to everything I see. And that is the ego, by definition, the belief that I know the truth, 
and I can decide what the truth is and I can furthermore enforce it um, on the world but the promise and uh, assurance in paragraph 77 is that God's gifts are truly given and they will be received it's impossible you not receive it it is impossible you not receive it that's a promise and every time I make an attempt to let the Holy Spirit pray me or speak to me or tell me the truth every single time um, I'm able to communicate again with the truth and the truth is able to communicate with me what is the holy instant he says but the moment where communication is restored <laughs> you know what if what if I understood that the source of all creation holds me as tenderly as a mother what if I understood that the source of all creation speaks to me purposely telling me of his devotion and his endless love for me what if I understood truly that this communication is constantly being poured into me and even through me where would illusions be if I were not putting them there <laughs> and that's the nature of forgiveness you know next next chapter is forgiveness and healing you know ego uh, doesn't understand forgiveness at all and that's why he says seek the holy instant ask for the holy instant approach it with devotion open your heart mind let the truth be poured in there because God God's truth will be given and it's given and it will be received in the holy instant he says this is done for you in paragraph 77 in the holy instant this is done for you this forgiveness is done for you it's only uh, through the Holy Instant that I can understand and receive this tender trust the Father placed in me by virtue of creating me the way I am and I'm talking about the collective me not the personal me the capital S self that I denied do I want to see what I denied because it is the truth I do and this lesson is so pointed at it I denied magnitude and exchanges it for littleness but I want to see what I denied because it is the truth and that's why he gave us this prayer forgive us our illusions father <laughs> they're my illusions and when I let the truth be
you pour it into my mind in the holy instant, it changes everything. The other thing I wanted to say about paragraph 77, when I receive the truth as it's communicated in the holy instant, I am given the power of a healed mind. And it's the power of a healed mind uh, that can go forward and seek my real place in God's plan for atonement. The beauty of a healed mind, the beauty of this transmission of truth is that it's uh, received with absolute certainty. There's another place in the Course that says, what can God give but knowledge of himself? What can God give but knowledge of himself? And that knowledge of himself is capital S self, the self we all share. And when I receive that, it's irrevocable. And that's why I was looking for the word trust. The power of a healed mind is met in the heart mind of this one with such certainty, with such surety. It's um, like it, it throws out it throws out everything that doesn't um, sync with it perfectly. And it's eternal. It cannot, will not, ever be taken away. That's why he says the holy instant is eternal. It's forever. And when I bring any, any illusion to the truth, it disappears. Because in the holy instant, all forgiveness was done for me. Can I can I accept that? Can I um, ask for only that? Can I see what I've denied because it is the truth? All of these 20 lessons are an invitation to look at these special blocks. And these special blocks, each one of them, each one of these 20 lessons, takes a piece of what I've denied. I've denied perfection. I've denied magnitude. I've claimed arrogance instead. But if God says what I am and that message is received, then my mind is healed. That's the atonement. And now my job, my function, is the function God gave me. And I will know what it is. I will know what it is. Maybe not in words. In fact, oftentimes not in words. Most of the time, not in words. But what is life but a presentation over and over and over again to claim the reality of this one relationship? This one relationship of unity. That's life. And, and I'll tell you, my dark night ended when I realized I have to find opportunities. I need to look for, keep my eyes open for opportunities to share the truth. Minds are joined, he says. Bodies are not. Minds are joined. It is a fact. That's the nature of creation. In fact, it goes even further than that. He says, God so loved the world that he gave it to his only son. Everything is part of God's love. 
and it's all given to us we're trusted with it and when I ask for opportunities to share it oh my goodness sakes opportunities show up everywhere it's it's the yeah, tomorrow's lesson is so good you know it's I bless the world because I bless myself this healed mind is 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 the basis for blessing you know blessing we don't talk about the word blessing as a, something we don't understand it's inherent in us we know what blessing is power of the healed mind it's the privilege of the forgiven to forgive the privilege and the only thing ever to forgive are my mistaken ideas my mistaken meanings just like in those first 20 lessons my mistaken interpretations and life presents them to me that's, that's the gift of living you know oh gee whiz I, I think this is another thing I was seeing wrong but when the light of my awareness touches it like I've been touched that's vision everything seen with vision he says is healed and holy nothing seen without it means anything um there's so much he says if you could see the glorious goal that lies beyond forgiveness you could not wait you cannot wait to release anything that interferes with forgiveness it's already been done seek the holy instant seek the holy instant go to that place of silence to let communication be restored that's um that's the prayer of this entire chapter the forgiveness of illusions um i'm, I'm complete Well, thank you so much. That was so great. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Ooh, excellent. Lovely. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. I had a a day of rapture one one day and um i was i was seeing everything as holy i mean just holy blessed and i was so it, it was really one of those exuberant joyful let me just kneel down and wash your feet kind of days and i i don't know what it just reoccurred to me but um that you know the the idea of form seeing seeing myself as a form and seeing others as a form as an object, as something, and how you know there's there's a there's a, a a separation in that that's so obvious that I'm a perceiver and you are the perceived, and um, that that completely disappears. That perception completely disappears in 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 the sense of wholeness and holiness. That. I I can't explain it because it is Lori beyond words. It really is just an understanding that comes overflowing from the heart, from love itself, and it's beyond words. <laughs>
Thank you. Yeah. Aren't we just so glad that the master of languages has given uh, given us everything? This beautiful master of uh, of language. I think I want to end this recording today with something from the state of grace. The Holy Spirit will always guide you truly because your joy is His. This is His will for everything, everyone. He speaks for the kingdom of God, which is joy. Following Him is therefore the easiest thing in the world and the only thing that is easy. Grace is the natural state of every son of God. When he's not in a state of grace, he's out of his natural environment and does not function well. Everything he does becomes a strain because he was not created for the environment that he has made. Therefore, he cannot adapt to it, nor can it adapt to him. Consider this kingdom you've made and judge its worth truly. Is it worthy to be a home of a child of God? Does it protect his peace and shine love upon him? Does it keep his heart untouched by fear and allow him to give always without any sense of loss? Does it teach him that this giving is his joy and that God himself thanks him for his giving? That is the only environment in which you can be happy. And you cannot make it any more than you can make yourselves. It has been created for you as you were created for it. God watches over his children and denies them nothing. Yet when they deny him, they do not know this because they deny themselves everything. The majesty of God is there for you to recognize and appreciate and know Perceiving the majesty of God as your brother is to accept your own inheritance. God gives only equally. And if you recognize his gift in anyone else, you've acknowledged what he has given you. Nothing is as easy to perceive as truth. This is the perception which is immediate, clear, and natural. Ask what is the truth. And he'll always communicate. He'll always. Communication is his will. And the separation was nothing more than a failure in communication. That's where I think to end this recording. And I sure thank you all this morning. And I'm so grateful for the gifts you bring. So grateful you call and join us and share in this golden opportunity to speak of things that mean everything to us.